I was going to share something with you that uh, the Lord shared with me this this uh, past week uh, about <clears throat> these sudden deaths on the uh, football field and heart attacks with young men. I guess somebody's been been surveying people, and um, they say. Uh, about 25% of people they surveyed say they know somebody who died from COVID from that shot. Amen. Now, you know, the FDA is not going to approve that thing. They, they're backing off from that, but we still got people who are trying to insist that their employees take it for one reason or another. And so what the Lord was showing me, uh, this young man, I don't, I don't recall his name. You remember his name? The one that had a, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, he's improving. Praise God. Thanks to God, you know, and the people who pray for him. Amen. There's, uh, one, one gentleman I, I follow some on social media. It's pretty credible. Uh, he got a letter from an NFL player and he said that he was really heartbroken to see so many of his friends with health problems now. You know, NFL has a record of 100% vaccinations on their, yes, among their employees. They have insisted it out of them. And the Lord was showing me this is a gladiator spirit where in, it's on your destruction prayer. So if you're familiar with it, you know, but what the Lord was showing me is how it manifests now. Um, gladiators were slaves. And anytime someone has a slavery history or a slavery um, a familiar spirit that has enslaved that person, it's sometimes uh, difficult for people to come out of that mentality, but also familiar spirits will follow people and seduce them back into enslavement again. And the NFL has done that with their players. Uh, whether you like the sound of that or not, we're, you got a, you got a big girl around here now. You got to own up and pony up and understand what we're dealing with. This has nothing to do with how you feel about it emotionally, how you feel about it socially or anything else. Facts are facts. So we're st- talking about spiritual truth here. It has nothing to do with what you like, don't like, who you know that don't think like that, and they different and all this. has nothing to do with that. This has to do with the assignment of the enemy against people. Now, originally, gladiators, they, they were made famous in Greece, ancient Greece and Rome. This is what before the time of Jesus and around that time, it was common that, that the Romans, they, they ruled the whole known world. So they had really captured and enslaved many, many nations of people. They had so many slaves that they would put them in competition against one another. Amen. For sport. So these huge coliseums turned into places where they're what they call blood sport, where they would have people fight until they killed one another and that was common when they would have uh, uh, dignitaries come to see these games 
gladiators would pass by the the uh, um, stands where the emperor sat, and that usually was Caesar, one of the Caesars, and they would say, Caesar, we who are about to die for you salute you. We who are about to die for you salute you. So they willingly gave their lives in exchange for the opportunity to play football, whatever it is that they're demanding that they take this shot for, they're willing to give their lives for it. Now that's the gladiator spirit. Where you submit to it even though you know it may kill you, it could possibly kill you or it's going to kill you. You submit to it anyway in exchange for the notoriety, the money, whatever you think you're getting out of it. You got me? And this thing has to get bound and bound for real and stay bound. So when you pray, you're going to stay on this thing. And when you get to your destruction prayer, I want everybody to start praying that prayer. If you don't have it in your list of prayers, you put it on there now so you can take authority over this thing and keep your foot on its neck or you're going to see more young men, the families you know you love, you sympathize with, you understand their situation, more people that you identify with are going to be dying because the spirit is what's driving the NFL right now. You got me? And it's real unfortunate that people don't see this, but but there are some who are protesting. I remember that young man uh, prayed for the, was it Green Bay Owens, the the young man that protested, he refused to take it. What's his name? I'm trying to think who it was. I, I remember a green jersey. Who is that? Is it Philadelphia? The Eagles have green jerseys. Who has a green jersey? But anyway, um, he refused to take it. And people would challenge him. They would have, you know, interviews with him. The press would try to intimidate him and, he said, no, I'm not. He said, I, I don't think I need it. He said, so whatever they have to do, find me or whatever, I'm not taking it. Lone, the lone standout out of all those people. See? So that spirit has all those people bound under its control and under its authority. Amen? And so this, this should not be, folks. This should not be. People should not be willing to give their lives for the opportunity to have a job. I don't care what kind of job you have. God will always find you something else. And until somebody stands up and resists this, nothing different is going to happen. Amen? But we have to have mercy, show mercy for people who are being deceived like this and who are just taking it because they feel they have to and they're willing to take that chance. There's only so much of a chance God expects any of us to take. Amen? He sent his son to die for everybody. You don't need to give your life for anything like that. Amen. So, so no, we're, we're not gonna submit to it. We resist it. We're not gonna be forced into doing it. Nothing. You know, anytime government gives you something and tells you if something goes wrong, you can't sue them. You know something's wrong already. Amen. If you took it already, you took it. You need to repent. Cause you did it out of fear, like everybody is you scared not to. When has God ever done that to any of us? That was not even done under the old covenant. God would tell them what would happen if they didn't obey, but he sure didn't force them to obey. You understand what I'm saying? 
So, so this is not right, folks. This is not right. Quit putting that poison in your body. All these people now, all this information has come out now to show you that there is something wrong with it. No matter who tells you it's okay, there's something wrong with it. So you, you're not going to go down that route. Amen? Amen. We're not going there. So praise God. Well, let me put it to you this way. You don't have to. And if you're declaring, if you're declaring with your mouth and using your faith that Rona can't get you, what, what sense does it make to put your faith in a shot then? Don't understand it. You know, sometimes we need to just pack up and move. You know, if you work with somebody who's willing to make you do all that, you need to think about packing up moving someplace else. You understand what I'm saying? So, so we thank God. Amen. We bless the Lord. We bless the Lord. We are a free people. Don't ever give up. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has set you free and don't be entangled with a yoke of bondage again. Don't get yourself entangled with that again. Amen. He set you free from all this stuff. So praise God. You know, you need to learn how to pray things through and, and get God's mind. You know, if they threaten to take your job, tell them God's got a better job for you. And say, no, you won't take my job because God put me here. You can't fire me. <laughs> Amen. We need to start standing up. There's too many people bending, too many people bowing. Amen. Look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Them days is back. Amen. It may not be a fiery furnace, but it's almost a fiery hell because these people will to send you to your grave just to get control over your life. Something's not right there, folks. That's not, that's not what God set this country up for. Didn't set it up to control people. Amen. Set it up to let people be free. So praise God. Praise God. Amen. So, so gladiator spirit, that's what that's about, folks where people willingly die for their ruler. Got it? Okay, so we curse that thing. God doesn't require that. He doesn't let man require it either. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne of grace let us find mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. And that's always, Lord, we, we can't breathe without you. We can't make a step without you. Father, we can't walk into the next day without you. We, we, even though we might have plans of our own, without you they don't come to pass. So we love you. And we thank you for all you are to us and all you do for us. And just want to learn more about you, Lord. That's why we have this time set aside. So we ask you to open our hearts, our ears, our minds, uh, and our spirits that we might be able to receive the engrafted word. Let it get grafted in deep today. And we thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. Amen, 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 amen. So we're going to talk about uh, uh, how we can get obsessed with the word. Amen. Obsession is usually a negative word. It comes from the dark side, but there's an upside and a downside to everything, I think. So being obsessed with God's word is a good thing. And so if we turn to 2 Timothy 2.15, I think it is, 
It says here to study to show yourself approved unto God, not man, but God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they increase unto more ungodliness. So we're to stick with God's word and avoid profane, worldly things, uh, gutter things, things that pertain to the flesh and, and the carnal side of man. And so it, it, it is something that we can make the choice to do. We either choose God's way or we choose the way of the world. And the Bible says here to study, to show ourselves approved unto God. And that, what that means to me is that God must approve of us in some way before we can receive what we're asking for. And I think sometimes he's the big the big mystery that's in everything that we're doing and waiting on is whether or not we please God and what does it take to please God and are what we doing pleasing to God. And that's something that really has to be addressed by us and we need to understand that God is the one who releases these blessings to us, whether we think our faith did it or, you know, you know, our diligence did it or anything else still comes from the hand of God. Amen? So we can't take him out of the equation. We have to understand to be pleasing to him, to have peace with him at all times. You know, having peace in your heart is a sign that you're pleasing to God. Amen? And so and we can please him more, seek to please him more and more through studying to show ourselves approved. Amen? And and when we rightly divide the word, that's when we are approved. When we understand the word of God and we understand what God means when he says certain things in the scripture, uh, this is where where we get his approval. Amen. So it's like, you know, you stay on a scripture and stay on it until God opens up revelation in it. And then he shows you how to apply that to your life. That's what I think about when it says study to show yourself approved unto him. And don't let go of things until you get his approval that you understand it, that you're applying it correctly, uh, that you're you're knowing what it is that he wants you to do. Uh, all of those things are things that we we need to to incorporate into our thinking in the word. It's not just about you know, coming to service and doing your little thing here and, and then going about your business, but it's taking with you what it is that you are hearing when you hear it. You know, take it with you and apply it to your life. Uh, I like it when people come to service looking for answers because then you there's a place for that revelation already in their hearts and they're ready to apply it. So when people hear the word, they have a use for it already. That's the best way to learn the word. Then there are times when you're 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 not really having a particular need at all. You just want to have maybe some things confirmed, or you want to have God uh, give you whatever it is that He wants you to have. But always be willing to put those things into operation. You know, when you when you hear them, sometimes you hear them over and over again, and it's because you don't have it all yet. 
you know, there's more to get out of this scripture. There's, you know, we think there isn't, but there always is more, you know. And so God wants us to get as much out of uh, his, we, his approval includes our getting as much revelation and understanding out of the word as we possibly can. So it's not about, you know, you got that scripture down pat, you understand it. How are you applying it to your life? Amen. Are you applying it? Are you applying it as much as you can? Is there a, a deeper deep to go to in applying it and a, a greater breadth to, to it that you can apply that will help you to to get more of the good things in life that God has for you, you know? Uh, even if it's just enriching your relationship with God. Uh, sometimes he wants you to understand scripture more so that you and he can have something to talk about. You know, I mean, it's, he talks the language of his word. And so oftentimes he wants you to be his companion. You know, he, he developed man in his image for fellowship, friendship, companionship. Let's sit down and talk, reason together. You see it throughout the word. God wants us to have dialogue with him and interact with him for our good, amen, and for his glory. And so I think it's always good to understand the word so that you can have something to share with God, amen. Uh, many times I'll, I'll understand things in the word and I want to run off and make a sermon out of it. And the Lord will say, well, you know, I just wanted to share that with you. And I'm thinking to myself, really? What? I'm your girl when you come to share stuff. You're just thinking about me. And you understand what I'm saying? It, 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 it enhances your relationship. Amen. You know, people get divorced all the time. Why'd you get divorced? Oh, we just grew apart. Well, there was no reason to. Could have grown together. Just like you did a part, you could do together. Amen. You just have to seek for those things. Amen. And and not let each other's minds wander too much. You know what I'm saying? You, just, you know, sleep with one eye open. What you thinking about over there? You understand what I'm saying? God giving thoughts of peace. Giving thoughts of, you know, being faithful. Whatever. You know, the devil will come and pick anybody's brain. You know, and put ideas in there and just start letting them fester and grow and all this kind of stuff. So you want to always cover your, your spouse with the word, you know, cover them in, in prayer. And, you know, they are faithful. We are a faithful couple to one another. We bless one another. We help one another. Uh, we can't live without each other. We're going to keep our vows till death do us part. We're, we're one, you know, that kind of stuff. And just allow God to, to grow you together. Amen. Sound good? I think it's a good thing. Amen. You don't have to sit up and, and just kind of like be a victim all the time. Well, I don't know what happened, you know. Well, fix it. It can still be fixed, you know. All things can be fixed in God. You just, just can't give up on it. Amen. And so <clears throat> in Second Timothy 2.15, uh, it's it's a, a study that, that shows us approved unto God. And we can study ourselves into anything that we need. You can study yourself into good health. Amen. And I'm not talking about WebMD or anything like that or finding what kind of nutrients to put in everything. You know, that kind of stuff. 
if you need a vitamin, take a vitamin. But you need to be taking the word. You know, that's this is the major vitamin. Amen. So when we're in need of healing, we study Jesus the healer. Amen. Get obsessed with that. Let, like, don't let that leave you until it, it bears fruit in your life. That word is going to bear fruit. And that fruit is a form of healing uh, or prosperity or peace or, you know, sometimes you just need to resign from worrying about things. You know, just make up your mind you're going to work on on finding peace in God. You know, God, I just want to get in that place where before a problem even comes to me, I'm peaceful that you've already taken care of it. Amen. And, and just look for the steps. If there's something I need to do to alleviate it, you show me the steps. And until you show me the steps, I'm peaceful. Amen. And, and just allow yourself to study yourself or get obsessed with getting to a certain place in the word where you own what it is that you're reading. It becomes a part of you. It's totally grafted in you. And it's not, you, you know, you just read that scripture and it sounds real nice and Boy, that would be nice if I could get there, but will I ever get there, Lord? You understand what I'm saying? Uh, you're there. Amen. By faith. You know, the enemy's trying to move you off of it. Instead of you looking to acquire things you see in the Word, understand that they've been granted to you already. And the enemy's trying to talk you out of holding on to them. Amen. So these things are for us. And, and this is what, what we need to study. The study portion of it causes that word to be grafted deeply on the inside of us, in our hearts, where it's really, really hard for the enemy to move that out. Amen? So one of the things that that we know is the the salvation seed is is sealed by the Holy Spirit inside of us. Now, there are people that confess Christ. You know, you see it all the time. These funerals you go to confess Christ at an early age. And you sit up there and you look in that casket and you wonder, when did they ever live for God? You know, I never really saw them live for God. You understand? I mean, there should be some witness and some evidence of that, you know, uh, saved life. But see, salvation really belongs to the Lord, and he knows those that belong to him. Amen? And so there are times where we won't see much evidence of that salvation seed, but we know, we believe that once it's in there, it's in there. You understand what I'm saying? You, you've got to believe that about other people because you believe it about yourself. And then you, you live your life attempting to live as best you can for God, some of us do better than others. Uh, think about all the people in these mainline denominations that don't have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Can't pray in tongues until something leaves their mind. You, you understand? You ever had a tormenting or a tempting thought that really bugged you for a season and then one day it didn't bug you anymore? Well, because you can be filled with the Spirit and drive all of that evil out of you. But there are people who are born again, not filled with the Spirit, and they live kind of like an iffy life. No, they don't have the power to really live for God the way you would if you were 
baptized in the Spirit. And then there's people that received tongues years ago and never really followed through on it. It just collected it like it was something else to collect and didn't really live it out because they're, they're not really challenged to live for God. Now when you, when you do something different, whatever you've been doing, you gotta leave that. That poses a challenge. See, you're challenged to live the comfort, leave the comfort and pick up something that you don't even know how it's going to work out for you. When you walk into life with Christ, all you know is that he has promised you, he's got all these promises set before you, and you have no clue how that's going to work. If you're going to get, wow, that sounds real good if I could believe for it. You know, you look through the Bible and there's all this wonderful stuff. Then you start receiving prophecies from God to kind of open up your understanding of what things you are to approach first, etc., etc. And it can be kind of overwhelming, but that word will challenge you to move forward with God into the great unknown. You know, none of us knows what, what it's going to really be like. All we know is that we have confidence that God has good things for us, and that we can't stay where we've been. Amen? It just isn't comfortable back there anymore. Amen? Or if you let yourself get comfortable, you just look for, you know, one day it's just not, it's just going to have, something's going to have to happen where it's got to change. You know, even if you don't know how to walk out of it yourself, you just live in the hope that, that one day you'll be able to do all these wonderful things you see people doing in the Bible. You got me? And so in, in sometimes it will require us to pack up from a familiar church and relocate to some place where we are challenged. Amen. The word has to challenge us to live for God. You can't live for God and live for self at the same time. And people don't want to be challenged. It's like, man, I get my job is hard enough. I can't be you know, won't they have to do different stuff? You know, when I come to church, I just come to relax. I come to hear the word, hear some music, and I'm good. You know, I don't need all this. Why well, I got to live by faith? Why well, I got to make all these changes to show God my faith? Maybe I'm satisfied where I am. Well, maybe God's not satisfied with you where you are. Maybe he saved you to live the life of challenge and adventure and living by faith. Amen. It can be good if you make up your mind it's good, you know. It's not always good to, to have the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, the, God wants to introduce us to him and the life in the kingdom. And so that, that requires that we expect challenges, changes, differences. And so how do we prepare ourselves for the challenges? We do it through changing the way we think. Through our meditation. Your meditation means everything. You meditate on the word. Sometimes we meditate on problems. We get obsessed with something that's wrong in our lives. And we can't quite let it go. Amen. God wants us to be that much obsessed with his word. Where we, we've got all the answers. And we can't let the answers go. God you could do here. I have this problem over here. And you could bless me this way. You could bless me that way. You could bless me this way. Look at what I found in the Word. There's all kind of different ways God can bless me. And let the worry go. He's taken care of that already. 
Amen. His blood is paid for everything that, that you could be indebted for, everything that you lack, everything that you're missing. His blood is paid for all of it. Amen. And so we need to start living in the expectation of good, but you can't live beyond the level of your meditation of the word. You live up to the level of your meditation on the word. When people get in trouble, you know, with, with their flesh and all that, it's because they've left that place of focusing on the word, being obsessed and meditating on the word all the time. The, the David said, your word is my delight. Amen. In your word do I meditate all day and all night. Amen. It, it just, it's that way. You, you get delighted in the word of God. Is all of that going to happen for you? I don't know, but I like it. You, you understand what I'm saying? I, I don't care if it comes to pass. I like it right where it is. If it just stays on this piece of paper, I'm just good. You understand what I'm saying? Just knowing God would love me enough to promise me all those things just does me good. Amen? Amen. So you don't have to just have everything, whatever that means, in order to, to be peaceful and to be a loving and, and a caring person. You can, you can have, have your, your, um, um, uh, you know, your, your, uh, mind focused on good. And then your life becomes good. Whatever you obsess about is, was who you are. You obsess about the goodness of God. Just feast on the goodness of God. Amen? And, and that's where we live, really, is in our minds. Amen? So when you're in need of anything, study Jesus as the one who provides it for you, has already provided, and he will approve of you, uh, when your study is complete. Amen? And sometimes you, you get enough word in you to get uh, a heal. You know, say if, if you need to get off pills, you meditate on the word and then one day you just, it just sinks in. You don't need the pills anymore. Your blood pressure is normal or your blood sugar is normal or something else about you. You know, you don't have cancer cells in your body anymore. Those tests are normal. And so he's approved of your study in that area. And, and sometimes he'll tell you, now don't leave this place of approval. Continue to study the word just like you did when you were in need so you can keep what it is that you have because the enemy will come back and try and put it back on you again. So constantly focusing on what God says about things and what his word says is the place to live if you want to be one who studies to show yourself approved unto God. There is a reward when God approves of you. You receive what it is that you're believing him for. And one of the ways to keep yourself focused in what God has for you is to continually meditate on it. Think about it. Process it. See yourself owning it. Amen? And, and and it's a challenge sometimes. How many times have you had a good thought of something you want and you get excited about it and then you go, oh, well, it's just, you know, I don't know. You know, it, we extinguish our joy many times in the word. When Who are you hurting to hold on to excitement about what what you see in the word and what you see God has for you? I mean... Who are you hurting to enjoy the thoughts of, of what God can do for you? 
Whether you ever get them yourself or not, you can enjoy the thought of having them. Amen? There are people who wish for things throughout their whole entire lives and almost never get half of it. But they're just as happy and content expecting. They don't know how it's coming. One day, I wish you ever been like that. Amen? Oh, one day I'm going to have so-and-so and such-and-such. Well, that day is here. If you can find it in the Word and if you can believe God for it and put your faith and start meditating. Start meditating the Word instead of wishing you had something. There's a difference. Amen? When you find it in the Word, you can begin to process it mentally so that everything that's against it gets washed out of your mind. See that doubt that you used to have or you, oh well, One day, oh, well, will leave and you'll see yourself with that thing because God's made it that real to you. It gets real through meditation, amen, and through study. So when it says to study, to, to, uh, that word study, I was reading it and looking it up today. It's kind of interesting to me the way, uh, one of the writers broke it down. Uh, the word study is, let me see which one is it. (laughs) <laughs> Did I write them both down? See, I'm not going to put up with this devil. I'm going to write these right. Sometimes I get excited about stuff and I write half of it. and they, You know, it's just just kind of the girl needs help. What can I tell you? Hang on. Let me, let me see which one of these. Yeah. The Greek word. Okay, there are two Greek words that, that have study as a root of them. Okay. Uh, bapto is one of those words and it means to, uh, to immerse in one time. Okay. Like your baptism, water baptism. You get immersed one time. They'll tell you, okay, you had made a one time confession of Christ. You need to show through a demonstration about some inner change that has taken place in you, okay? The other word is baptizo, which means to immerse over and over and over and over and over again. And that's the word, the root word for study is the same root word. So you immerse your brain over and over and over again until it's cleansed, and actually it means to merge the two things together. Amen? So there's a one-time cleansing where you you signify that your sins are washed away and they pull you up and they'll, I see them with t-shirts now, I left it all in the water, that kind of stuff, where you symbolize, you symbolically have washed your sins through the new birth. Amen? But after the new birth, then you immerse yourself in God and his word over and over and over again so you can be transformed. Amen? One is a one-time thing. The other is the immersion over and over and over again where you merge into one. So when you're born again, you are baptized into the body of Christ and you are merged with Jesus. Amen? That's the one that's in Mark 16. 
Amen. Where it says these signs will follow those who believe, those who are, are believe and are baptized. It's not talking about water baptism. They're talking about baptizing the body of Christ immersed in him so you merge into one. Amen. So when you're merged into one, of course you're going to speak with new tongues. Of course you're going to lay hands on the sick because he, you're one with him now. So you're merged together with Jesus. It's really talking about the new birth and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Amen. So those are the ones where the immersion takes place over and over and over again. When you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you get baptized over and over and over again with a renewing of his spirit. Sometimes you can just be reading the word and you'll feel the the power of God just start to wash over you. Or you'll feel like the, the, and that's the, where the Holy Spirit is working with that word that you're reading and he's cleansing you out of, the Bible says we're transformed by the renewing of your mind and you're washed by the water of the word. That means over and over and over again. Amen. As often as you get dirty, you get washed over again. Amen. As often as you sit up and read a bunch of junk or waste a whole day watching Netflix or whatever, you gotta get that stuff washed out or you take it with you. Amen. And so you get washed over and over and God doesn't care how many times you wash. Amen. Now, if you learn how to watch Netflix and the Holy Ghost, that's something different, but you still got to wash that stuff out of you. You can't just sit around and because it, it lingers. It lingers in your brain. You sit up and you listen, watch something. You'll think about it for days. Amen. So you have to watch certain things that you do, that you don't wash out the word and start getting carnal stuff in there. Amen. And so when you, when you pick up that word though, it, 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 the word study really means to, uh, dip repeatedly, to immerse, to submerge, now, this is the word study. See, study and baptize are the same word. So you're baptizing your mind in the word of God over and over and over again. It means to cleanse by dipping or submerging. It also means to yoke together. So you're being yoked together with Christ. When you submerge yourself in his word. Amen. So, so, uh, the, the writer gave an example. It's kind of interesting. I thought the word, uh, bapto, uh, which is, is the one time dunking. He says, he says his mother used to make pickles and she would wash the pickles by dunking them in cold water or hot water and pulling them out. But then when she began to pickle them, they stayed immersed in that brine and that vinegar. And it took on, it wasn't a pickle until it took on that flavor. So it merged with that liquid that it was immersed in and left in. And so that's what God does with our minds when we renew them in the word. See, your your mind gets washed over and over and over again. There are some things you don't even think about anymore. You know, it's just, it's been, you've just been so washed. Like some people used to say, I guess I'm too saved to enjoy that. You understand what I'm saying? Seriously. 
because they were. Because they had spent so much time immersed in the knowledge of God, in the things of God, in the word of God. They spent so much time in that, that now they were merged with Jesus in the way he thinks about things, in the way he does things. If you, if you can stay faithful to just pray every day and meditate on the word, find one scripture that seems to grab your attention and stay with that. And God, show me what that means. And oh yeah, well, I'm, I'm just thinking, God, maybe it means this. Or let your mind go on a, 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 a journey of pulling things out of, of certain scriptures that you, you get familiar with. Amen. God so loved the, God you love. You love everybody. You love the world. I know you love me because I belong to you, but you love everybody. See, once you start meditating on that, you lose a lot of your crazy religious thoughts about stuff. You know, about some people can't get this and can't get that because they're not good enough or they don't do this enough. Or You lose a lot of religion once you start understanding John 3.16. Amen? And especially when he says he did not come into the world to condemn the world, why are we condemning people? Amen? But that the world through him might be saved. Well, Lord, the world is condemned already without Jesus. Yeah, but you're not here to to put the nail in the coffin. You're here to give them the good news. (laughs) That is over with. Amen? The fear of God is is taking on a new twist. You don't have to be scared he's going to find you and go hiding from him. Amen? It's, It's taking on a new meaning for people now. Kingdom meaning. Tell them the kingdom definition. Of love. Tell them the kingdom definition of forgiveness. Tell them the kingdom definition. Amen. You don't have to be condemned with the world. Let the world go where they're going. But you, God wants you in his kingdom. He sent me to tell you that. Amen. And, and bring good news to people. We're to be his ambassadors down here. We're not to, to just keep living the same old, same old. This is a new life for us. But see, it'll come, it'll become real to you if you take the time to meditate the word. Study to show yourself approved unto God. Amen. Psalm 1 says, 1 2 says, blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Well, you know, there's ungodly people everywhere, and sometimes I have them in my family, and I can't avoid them. No, he says, uh, 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 uh. we said walk in their counsel. Didn't say don't walk with them. Walk with their counsel. That means think like them, talk like them, act like them, sound like them. How do you not do that? Meditate in the word day and night. See, when you meditate in the word day and night, that word insulates you from from the world and the way the world thinks. And you'll find yourself even in the company of people who are sinners, but you're still insulated because of the way you meditate. And you're waiting for an open door when God will have you share the good news with those people and just keep going on your way. Amen. You don't camp camp with them. You don't bed down with them. You don't make your, your life with them. But Jesus ate with publicans and sinners. 
Why? Because he was full of the word. He brought the word to them. He brought the Father's love to them. Amen? But you got to be filled with the Father's love yourself before you can share that with people. Amen? And it's good to stay with God's people. You can't company up with the world and exit from God's people and still think you're ambassador for God. There's something wrong there. And so when you meditate the word, that will keep you around the right company. See, it'll keep you out of the company of sinners and in the seat of the scornful. People who don't believe in anything, criticize everything. Nothing's right anywhere. Amen. So, so it'll, your meditation will protect you from that. It'll just keep you in the right mindset where you don't, you're not influenced by that stuff. Amen. You know, the day will come when you're not excited when somebody tells you some gossip. You know, you'll be delivered from that. How you get delivered? Through constantly meditating on God's word. You say, you know what? I used to get excited when I heard about something bad happening to somebody, but you know what? That don't even excite me anymore. You know, Lord, forgive me for all the years I've spent wanting to see people come to a bad end because I thought they deserved it because they did so-and-so to me or they said something to me. See? Let's pray for that person. I mean, earnestly pray for them. Don't pretend we're praying for them, but really want want them to do well. Want the best for them. You know, that's that's always a good prayer. Amen. So, so we're not to walk in the council in their mindset. Amen. Seek worldly people for answers to your situation. They don't have anything for you. Well, I don't want to go to Pastor Bar because you know how she is. Yeah, we'll stay that way. Amen. I ain't going to hell for you. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Wow. What a rich thought. Now you get the straight up word and you probably get an unction to obey it this time. Instead of listening and nodding and, you know, running on off doing the same thing. Amen. See, meditation is different from just what they call mental assent, just mentally agreeing with something. You can mentally agree with a bunch of stuff that you never do. Amen. So when you get the word of God, you're supposed to grab onto that word and go home and think about it the whole rest of the day. I mean, you got a, a meal that you can feast on the whole rest of the day. Amen. Just by by studying until God says you got it. Till he approves of you. Amen. And then when he approves of you in that area, you go to the next one. Or stay in that area and see if there's something else he doesn't want to show you there. Amen. But allow yourself to to be transformed. Be a different person. Amen. When we all came to Christ, we 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 made a vow to him that we weren't going back to the old ways. You can only do that if you put in the the, the muscle. You got to put in the exercise. It's like you go to the gym and you see all these people. Some of them people been in that gym every day for for years. 
You know, they they paid the price to be ripped or whatever we cut or whatever they call it. You know, I wouldn't know anything about those things personally. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. They paid the price for that. Everything that's worth something has to be paid for. Study is how we pay for the the confidence in God, how we pay for God's approval, our meditation. See, see the the commandments when when they read off the commandments, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill. I'll do none of that. Yeah, but how about wanting to? See the coveting things. So you can't you can't just do that. You got to have an inner change to change your want tos. Amen. And so that's what meditation does. It changes our want tos. You know, you you. You quit doing things because you don't want to do them anymore. Why don't you want to do them anymore? You know, I stayed with that word until that thing left me. Amen. How many of us have done that? That's the way to live every day. There's stuff that needs to leave us every day. Amen. And you, you meditate your way out of these things. You start thinking about it. God, you, you know, I can do this, God. I used to think I couldn't do this, but you're not a man that you should lie. You said the Holy Spirit gives us self-control. I don't have to lose control of myself. See, that's the biggie for everybody. Because we all think our little habits are cute. Or we've been living with them so long, we've so long ago given up on, you know, things that would help us if we master them. You know, I've sat here for years and said I was working on losing pounds. You understand what I'm saying? I was working on it. Not as hard as some people may think I should have been. Myself included, you know. But I, I wasn't lying. I was working on it. It was in the meditation phase. Hey! <laughs> and I'm still working on it. You know, you get on the wagon, you find fall off, you get on the, don't quit getting up on the wagon. Amen. You can learn that at an AA meeting. They'll tell you. Yeah, you fell off, but don't quit getting up on the wagon again. Amen. So, so that wagon will eventually get you to sobriety, you know, or, or, you know, your weight loss goal, whatever it is that you have for yourself. You know, God will get you there. The fruit of self-control is there for us to yield to. As we just like to play around with it too much. Amen. But God is there with us to help us. He is there for us to help us. I was watching that uh, this show. I haven't seen it in a long time because I've really cut out all the... I don't have any... What I have on my television is what came with it. I don't know what that is. But anyway, and a fire stick if I really want to watch something. But I don't even watch that, most of it. But... I remember those shows of my 600-pound life. And I was watching that, you know, people want the easy way out all the time. We don't want to do the hard things, even though they're not hard forever. Just like you got accustomed to whatever you're doing now that's harmful for you is the easy way, the hard way will become easy at some point. See, it's the transition phase where most people fail. You know, you, you fall back a minute. Oh, well, what's the use? I might as well stay here. 
And you watch these people that are really grossly overweight. Um, and they're always trying to compromise with the doctor that's trying to help them. And the doctor is telling them, you know, you're not going to live very much longer if you keep this up. And and they want to compromise with that. Well, you know, I can't do this. and I have to take my kids uh, to practice and I, I can't stay away from fast food. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's always some excuse for not confronting the the discomfort. It's it's not that it's going to kill you. It's just some discomfort for a minute, you know, if you focus on it. Find something else to focus on. But you see these people going through the expense of a weight loss program. Then they have to have these surgeries where they cut. I mean, some of it is just so so grotesque, it's horrible. But they have to have the surgery because their skin is hanging off of them and they, that's uncomfortable to carry around all the time. I mean... You think about it, just a decision to yield to the fruit of self-control could put a stop to all of it because you're going to have to do that anyway. At some point, you can't go back to, to eating three bags of McDonald's all day long. You're going to have to stop it. And people prolong the decision to dis, to bear up under the discomfort of saying no to their flesh. That's all it is. You're just saying no to your flesh. And, and what it is is that, that screaming baby in all of us that wants to throw a tantrum when it can't have what it wants. We gotta kill that thing. You understand what I'm saying? And, and mature and grow into the stature of Christ. Jesus went 40 days and 40 nights without eating. He did it all under the power of the Holy Spirit. Same Holy Spirit we have. You know, the same interaction we can have with God, he had it. Amen? And he could do anything that was required of him. And we can do the same things. Amen? I just use that as as an example. I don't believe in fat shame and nobody. I just believe you'll get to it when you and God work that out. Y'all work that out. You understand what I'm saying? So it, it, the Bible says, it don't say to flee a whole lot of things. It don't say flee food. <laughs> flee fornication. Amen. So you run away from that, you're obeying God. But, you know, and flee food too. You can put it down if you want to. You know? you know, all these crazy people. I used to see people that I knew. Ah, you know, people get on me about smoking this reefer. This thing ain't nothing. I can quit it whenever I want to. And I look at it to think to myself, well, prove it. Nobody ever put it down. They kept smoking it. You understand what I'm saying? It's a lot harder. It's a lot easier said than done. Amen. So I don't brag on anybody for, for, you know, not mastering the challenge the first time. Because these things, concepts are new to us. Amen. So we, we need to, to, to understand that that there is an answer. You're not hopeless and you're not helpless. Amen. And we don't do this by willpower. That's going to be your biggest mistake. Just make yourself stop and you, you're nervous about it all the time. You got to go to God with these things. But it it's the your answer will always be in your meditation. 
Amen. And studying to show yourself approved unto God. God, show me how to change my mindset so that I don't want to indulge myself in these things. You know, just show me how to keep a disciplined mindset so that I can, can stop certain things. When I, this fruit of self-control, show me how to employ that more. Amen. Not you controlling it through your flesh, which you're going to fail at that, but the fruit of self-control. Amen. Where you learn how to yield to that. Even if you have to yield to it 15 times in an hour. Where the thought comes to you. You you go and eat that Twinkie. No, I can't. Yes, you can. No, I can't. Yes, you can. Amen. You got to do that conversation over and over again. Amen. Until you know I can't. <laughs> yes, I can. You know, it, it, that kind of thing. Your Your meditation is very important. So we need to reserve our minds for the Word of God. You don't want to have errant thoughts running through your head, entertaining them, and, uh, you know, just letting yourself get caught up in the mental uh, rigmarole. You know, you want uh, fruitful things in there, things that are going to add to you, things that God approves of. Let your thoughts be approving to God so that you know how to attack these things in life. In Joshua 1.8, the Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart from your eyes. Amen? It, it, but you are to meditate in it. Look at it and think about what you read and let it wash your mind over and over and over again. And it says, if you do that, you'll make your way what? Prosperous and you'll have good success. Amen? And so that means success in all good things. Amen? It doesn't mean succeeding in, in all the, the crazy things that come through your mind, but succeeding in all good things. Amen? Because the Word of God it will cause you to do good things. Amen? You keep thinking about what God expects of you and what He wants you to do. And keep your mind trained on the good things that God has. There are good things in your midst all the time that you can do. Amen? You don't have to go outside of your house to find something good to do. Amen? You can do a lot of good. <laughs> washing floors, washing walls, keeping things clean. Amen? You get a little extra time, bake a cake, and, and I know you'll know 15 people to take it to. You understand what I'm saying? Or take a whole cake to somebody. Maybe you heard they weren't feeling well. And, uh, you know, maybe a lot of people were catering to them early in their illness, but it's dragged on. They would love to have somebody just out of nowhere come and bring them something, just to know somebody's thinking about it. Amen? So there's a lot of good that we can do. We just don't do it anymore. We're so selfish about everything. It's got to bring me some benefit before I'll do it. Well, this will help you more than you know. Amen. This will help you because you're you're being a witness for Christ in a good way. Amen. So so we are to meditate in the Word. We we said it washes uh, everything. It purges every evil out of our thinking. And then our thoughts start to merge with God. We think like he thinks. We can trust our thoughts. We can trust what's coming out of our mouths. Amen? After a while, what you meditate on, you become what you think about. 
Amen. Amen. Your thoughts reflect who you are. So, so once you start meditating on God's word and you start understanding that that word is active in you now, amen, it can come to pass at any time. So you might as well say you have it now, amen. If you have it now, it'll come to pass either now or very soon after. Amen. So we start to merge our thinking with God's thinking. Instead of, uh, it will come to pass. You know, I was thinking about that seed of the righteous prayer. You know, I remember when we put it together, it was like a vision for, for your family and for your children. But I, I would, I would turn that around and say, my children hate sin and the devil. Amen. Their glory is greater than my glory is. You understand what I'm saying? And put it in, in a stronger faith that it is active now. Amen? Amen. You know, they're not backsliders. They hate sin and the devil. Are you kidding me, devil? They haven't taken up with you. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? They hate you. And they hate what you do. Amen? They don't like that. And so it's a good way to start framing your vision of your prayer and framing your vision of their future that it's not that far off. It can happen at any time. Amen. So, so update that when you, when you begin to speak that forth, just let it be now. Amen. It's like right now, uh, the, the, they are delivered. Amen. We don't have to wait for a, some great thing to happen for them to come out of where they are. They're delivered now. Amen. God reveal that to them. Let them step into that newness that you have for them. Amen. And allow God to work fully the way he wants to work. And see, that happens through meditation. You start merging your thoughts with God's thoughts. And guess whose thoughts are going to win? Amen. You're not going to convince him of nothing. Amen. Not one thing. He's going to convince you. Amen. He is the great convincer. God is very much secure in who he is. He's not worried about who he is. Amen. In Psalm 119.15, David said that I meditate on your precepts. I want to find that real quick. There are a lot of instances of what meditation does for you uh, when you when you uh, meditate on God's word. 119, I will meditate in your precepts and have respect unto your ways. When you meditate on God's rules and his laws, then you know what he expects. You know you have respect unto his ways. He says, I will delight myself in your statutes and I will not forget your word. Amen. Forget really means ignore. It doesn't mean, oh, gee, I can't remember what Psalm 23 is. You know what I'm saying? It's not forgetting mentally, but it means to ignore God's word. Amen. By meditating and delighting in what you meditate on. God, I love your word. It just reminds me of who I really am. Reminds me of your goodness. Reminds me of all the good things you have planned for me. And I'm going to stay with your word. Meditate in it day and night. Amen. Psalm uh, 119.23 says, uh, he says, Princes also did sit and speak against me. P 
people in high places told me I'd never make it, told me I, I, I didn't have the ability, told me I couldn't, couldn't uh, do certain things. He says, they spoke against me, but your servant continues to meditate in your word. No matter who speaks against you, you meditate on God's word. No matter what kind of influence, high influence they might have in the world, you meditate on God's word. No matter what your boss says, you meditate in God's word. What did God say he was going to do for you? You delight yourself in him. He gives you the desires of your heart. Amen. If they're not offering it at your job, God will find a place where they offer the desires of your heart. Do you understand what I'm saying? So no matter who counsels against you, you meditate on what God says. And that will come through for you. That will be real for you. When you meditate, there's life that comes into it. See, your meditation sparks it, like ignites that word on fire in you. And it brings life to that word. It's not just, it's not the same as memorizing. See, when you meditate the word of God, you continually wash away any word that's contrary to it. You continue to immerse your, every time you think on that word, you're immersing yourself in it. It's not just a fleeting thought that doesn't mean anything. It has life. The Bible says the word is alive and it's powerful. It's sharp. It's working to cut away thoughts that aren't uh, consistent with what God's thinking and what he believes and what he has for you. So the more you meditate, the more it chips away at your old way of thinking. It just erodes that. Pretty soon you don't even think the same way. You don't believe the same way. You're a transformed person. You scare everybody else that don't think like you, but they want to have you around. You ever have that thing happen to you? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was doing this and doing that. You think you can pray for me? Now, they don't want to live like you. They'll tell you that up front, some of them. You know, the real nutty ones will tell you, I don't want to be like you. But yeah, but you want me to pray for you, right? Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So there's something about that word that has the power to attract where it's supposed to attract, and it will push away where it's supposed to push away. See, you keep meditating. And you'll find that you get divided from certain things, certain people, the way they think. They're not comfortable around you anymore. You understand what I'm saying? Stay in your meditation. Live out what you meditate in God. Don't don't just have it in your mind and then you talk a different way around crazy people. Amen. You'll wind up in trouble. But if you can continue, you let your meditation guide you. You begin to speak out what you meditate. God, I thank you for this word. I thank you, Lord, that, that I'm healed now. This, this pain in my body must leave me now. It, it can't stay. It can't stay. Because I'm healed. I can't be sick and healed at the same time. I'm healed. See, meditation brings that to you. Once you meditate the word and you begin to make decisions and make conclusions based on what, what the word of God says, you keep Letting that go through your mind over and over again until that's all you think and that's all you believe. Amen. 
you'll think you've gone crazy, and a lot of other people will too. But like I say, they like you. When when they need something from God, they like you. And that's okay. You don't want to be their friend. You know what I'm saying. And and leave the word behind. You want you want to take God's word with you wherever you go and let that word work for you. But as you meditate, you need to see yourself having the things that you're meditating on. Amen. When when God says He's going to bless you beyond measure, ooh wee, God, I like that. I mean, talk to Him about it. Let Him, you know, don't let that word just sit out there. You got a response to that word, Amen. God, I like the sound of that. Tell me more. What do you mean beyond measure? Do I? You talk about my bank account. You talk about my wallet. What are we talking about here? <laughs> we talking stocks and bonds. We talking. You know, futures, amen, Bitcoin, what we talking about here, God? Tell me more. Tell me more. And he will tell you more. He'll begin to, to help take you, guide you through the scriptures, different things that are mentioned in the word about where, where he wants to position you in the earth. He's doing this not just for you. He's doing it for his glory. Amen. He needs people down here who have resources, folks. It's just true. You know, we all can't be living from paycheck to paycheck in the kingdom. Shouldn't be anyway. Amen. But most of us, it's a habit. You understand? Bad habit we need to break. You know, just, you see it, you know, you put some money. I remember what people, God told me to open up a savings account. It kept that savings account bugged you until you finally emptied it out. Kept talking to you. Spend me. That wasn't God telling you that. Told you to start saving. You just couldn't take it. Why? Because you couldn't, you couldn't defeat the discomfort of not being able to impulsively do whatever you want to do. It's just true. You didn't need to spend it. It wasn't a need, but it was something, it was a habit. And you, you couldn't Endure fighting the habit, breaking the habit. Amen. Sometimes you need to hide things from yourself. Amen. Credit cards, keys to stuff, anything else to, to put yourself on that discipline. You know, none of this comes without discipline. Even meditating on the word is a discipline. You gotta shift from one way of thinking over to another way of thinking so that you can, can keep your mind cleansed and God can approve of you, and your faith will work tremendously. You got me? Because your faith follows your meditation. That word will eventually get grafted into your heart. Amen? And is thereby able to save your soul. Amen? It's the engrafted word. How does it get grafted in? By grafting stuff out. By washing. Through meditation, just make up your mind to think on the word all the time. Just think about what God thinks about. What else are you thinking about? Nonsense? You know, uh, going, getting in debt? You know, getting in trouble? Spending this, spending that? Amen? You know, these days you don't have to go anywhere to spend money. It'll come to you. Spend comes to your phone. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> it does. It used to be you could discipline yourself by staying out the mall. Remember those days? 
Oh, I'm not going shopping no more. I'm not doing that. I'm I'm on a budget. Nowadays, it comes to you. So you really got to be creative to stay away from that. You got to stay on the discipline of God's word and understanding his word and understanding what he wants you to do in these certain situations. So he, he wants us to stay washed out as far as our minds are concerned, renewing our mind. What does that mean? To renew something means to bring it back to a former state. So we're bringing our minds back to that state that Adam and Eve had with God in the garden, where he was their focus 24-7. And he they meditated with God. They talked with him. They shared thoughts and they shared plans with him. He's bringing us back to that. So that's the renewing of the mind. It's not like your mind didn't used to think like that, like it's a totally new thought to you. You understand what I'm saying? These things are being revived in our souls so that they, then they can get into our hearts, get deep down into your spirit. Amen? The, the, the Bible says that, that Adam named all the animals, but he was there by himself during this time. So Adam, the man, now man, at that time they were both called Adam. When God said Adam, both of them should have been showing up, not just one. So, so, but when Adam was, before Eve was created, before the woman Adam was created and brought to the man, Adam himself was brought, God showed him all of creation. He brought every animal to him and Adam named them and whatever he called them, they responded to it. So he called horse and horse showed up. See, he went around naming them and he said, you're a horse. And he showed up and followed him, did whatever he told him to do. Many times now I've watched my nephews, especially with their dogs. And I've noticed that women will keep the dog on the leash. Why? Because we're scared it'll get away from us. Men think, think that's sissified. They'll take the leash off the dog and make that dog come to them. Just on voice. Now anybody been around men and pets long enough, they know men don't like cats. Because them cats is rough to deal with. They don't respond. They don't, they go do their own thing. They look at you like, huh? He says, like having another wife. <laughs> I get that enough at home. I'm going to buy one of them for her. But if you notice, a man will will purposely either let the leash go and make sure that dog will respond to the voice command only. You see people who train wild animals. It's the same thing. They expect, they know somewhere there is the ability in them to make that animal respond only to voice. It's instinctive. Because they had it at one time. That's what renewing the mind does. We had all of this that we're getting back now that's so hard for us to do. We used to do it automatically. Your soul's already imprinted with obey God. Your soul is already imprinted with love God. 
Your soul is already imprinted with, with God has, is, you can trust God. He's trustworthy. It's already in there somewhere. But the enemy came and destroyed and removed it from us through iniquity. But now that iniquity's conquered, God is renewing us to this. We get it back again. Amen. So it's not like this is something brand new that we've never heard. We could never catch on to things the way we do if they weren't imprinted in us already. Amen. There's vestiges of, of that in there. Adam was what we would call in this day and age a genius. Amen. In, in every now and then you'll find somebody who has a, a genius brain. And it's the Adamic that somehow passed through unchurched and unharmed. It, and not one person has it all. You'll have people have fragments of, like there'll be a genius in this area or in that area or that area, but their ability is superior to the average. Amen. And many people think that's a gift from God, evidence that Adam was able to really do all this stuff. How we know that, because you see people pop up here and there that have this superior ability to, to grasp knowledge, that kind of stuff. And so it's it's very much for us. This is renewing, folks. This isn't like when you start hearing the word, there's a familiar ring in there somewhere to most of it that you hear. Amen. Sometimes the details you're not real clear on. You know, you don't know all the stories in the Bible by heart. You can't memorize the books and the, all of this, but you got the, the understanding that this is real. You know, all you got to do is hear it often enough and mix it with faith. You know, people keep telling me that I need to, to, to get saved or I need to, Confess my sins or I need to come to God. I, that must be true because look at them. They, they all believe that and they're doing well. You know, whatever convinces you to, to receive Christ by faith, to start this faith walk with Him. And once you start it, you'll find that all these other things start to open up to you. Things you had questions about. Why did you question things? There must have been something in you that thought this was valuable information to begin with. See, you question why? Why, am, why is man here? You know, when you were kids, if you heard somebody died, and that that kind of shocked you, and then you start thinking about things. Well, what am I going to die? What is what is death? What does it mean to die? Where do you go? You got me, and so. We think that way because there's something in us already that has a truth somewhere that needs to be uncovered. So really, we're, we're in this walk, we're uncovering hidden truth. That's what renewing really is. So it's not really that hard to live for God if you understand that we used to live for Him. And we got separated. And while we were separated, we learned a lot of stupid stuff from a bad devil that was out to kill us and we didn't know it. He made us think we were doing good and we were walking into hell. You got me? And so here we are being renewed. Amen? We're getting new again. We're getting upgraded again. And it it really depends on your meditation, folks. It depends so much on that. 
you can't receive more than you can can get from God's word, from his dialogue with you. Abraham, it took him 17 years for Isaac to be born. And he walked with God all that time. So in order for him to get renewed, God had to eliminate a lot of crazy ideas out of his thinking. What he had learned from his ancestors, what he learned from the tribes, uh, the heathen tribes that lived around them, that had to be all washed out of his mind and he had to walk in confidence of obeying God. For all those years before it came to him, God, you can even do this too. I guess I better believe you for this because, you know, the Bible says that, that he, he believed God. He was fully persuaded that God was able to perform what he promised, that God had the ability. Well, he's seen God's ability in everything else all these years. Why did it take so long? We don't know. But he finally realized you know what, God, if you could do that, 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 and that, you're able to do this too. Amen? So, and the only thing that was holding him up was God's, thinking about God's ability to do it. There are different things that hold different ones of us up. We think, it's God can do it, but I don't know if he'll do it for me. I've been doing this, that, and the other. Will he do this for me? So you got to settle that between, you got to meditate your way into confidence that God can do and will do. Amen? Oh, it's probably too late. Then you got to meditate yourself in a confidence that every day is a new day with God. It's never too late. You understand? Whatever it is that's in your crazy head that's blocking you from getting the fullness of what God has for you, it will be resolved through your meditating on the Word, to studying to show yourself approved unto God. And God alone. It's not, you don't need to be approved to everybody around you. Just be approved unto God. Amen? Now, there are people around you who are assigned to you to help you, but I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking, I'm talking about every time Dick and Harry that thinks they got something to say about your life. You don't have to be approved by those people. Amen? You know, there was a time I thought because I was new in the ministry, I had to listen to everybody and and, you know, do all this stuff. And God was shut doors on me left and right. And he said, no, I didn't get those people permission to save you. I don't have to have their permission to do anything else in your life. He always told me that. Now, he may tell you something different, but but he he calls the shots, folks. He knows exactly what he's called us to do, how he's called us to do it. But I'm telling you, the key to getting that getting on your way and getting things settled is what's in your mind 24-7. Day and night, what do you think about? Amen? If you're longing for stuff you don't have, you need to quit because you've got everything. You're right back in the garden where Eve was. He told her she'd be like God and she forgot she was already like God. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we wait no longer. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for goodness and for mercy. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we will will allow you to approve of our meditation, that you approve of our thought life, Lord, that you approve of the things that we think on, 
because they will eventually become desires if we think on them long enough. So Lord, we want to desire the right thing, and that is our peace with you, our position with you, our favor with you, and our blessings with you, Father. Because certainly you are a God who blesses us beyond measure, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Praise God. When we do our declaration, I don't have Rona. And, and while we're, we're do, declaring that, declare anything else that you're wanting to be healed from. Amen. I don't have Rona. And she don't have me. And I don't have whatever else it is. You just name what it is. Amen. And it does not have me. And I thank you, Jesus, that by your stripes, we are healed. Amen. Amen. And amen again. It's so decreed. Amen. Praise God.